Ultra. It's Franchiseography, the podcast that digs deep into the entire filmographies of Hollywood's biggest film franchises. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. Today, we continue our journey through the filmography of Judd Apatow with the film debut of Amy Schumer. It's 2015's Trainwreck. And we have a guest joining us to talk about monogamy, emotional availability, and voiceover narration is the all-time leading scorer in NBA history, LeBron James. Just kidding. <laughs> it's nobody. No one's it's here. No, it's nobody. No guest. <laughs> you know how it is. That would have been a crazy get, though, right? Yeah. I would have been and, impressed. And we never explain how it happened. We never get into, like, who <laughs> who knew LeBron or who DM'd LeBron. Yeah. I'd have so many Space Jam questions. Absolutely. It would have been mostly Space Jam questions. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, so this is, uh, I mean, you know, uh, far and away, well, in a lot of ways, this is unlike his other movies. But like, I th- for me, what struck me this watch through were the, the, the sheer volume of sports cameos and sports jokes. Yes. However, I will say that it, it I think it, I think it mostly syncs up with this is 40s music jokes. And oh, that's good. Fu- that's true. And funny people's comedy, like comedy scene jokes. That's true. Yeah. He, yeah. He finds these like different worlds and then he dives in yeah. and like finds all these. Cause that's him of like, oh no, the real thing is always why, why, why cast a fake kid when I can get my real kids, right. you know? Oh, and knocks, knocked up uh, E entertainment news stuff. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't even think about that, but that's. That's true. He that's that's it, very on brand for him. That's that's his sense of humor. I and and now I guess in, in next week we have uh, fire fireman jokes. I guess right. All these real life firemen. Yeah. Um, uh. One thing that I learned to to dive right in is there's like this feels like a, a this feels like a departure in a lot of ways. And it, like one thing that I that struck me watching this one is like it's a very different ensemble. That's true. However. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten 90% of the people that I mean, literally oh. the only people I remembered were in this movie were Amy Schumer and Bill Hader. That's great. Yeah. Oh, and, what and an LeBron amazing... James, obviously LeBron sure. James for sure. Um, and John Cena. Those were the but... four that I knew were in this movie. Right. Yeah, for sure. Everyone else. I had no idea. So when she shows up at work, I'm like, holy shit, he did it again. Like, he did it again. He didn't know that he was doing it again, but he fucking did it again. He brought in the next generation of, like, big actors. Yeah. Yeah. There was you a know? moment. It's crazy. And there's, there's well, like, well, yeah, there's a moment in the, well, on the, on the, talking about King of Staten Island is I learned that a lot of the cameos, a lot of, like, the heavy, like, one scene wonder people, like, in the, 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 the Bachelor, the Baby Shower, and... Yeah. A lot of those were Amy Schumer's people. Oh, okay, sure. A- sure. Apatow was like, "Who are your Who are your guys? Who yeah. 
who have you always wanted to be in a movie? Yeah. And, and so she was like, oh, this stand up I've been working with forever. This stand up I've been friends with forever. This person, this person. And, yeah. you know, she worded it in the, in the commentary of like, I don't, I didn't do anybody any favors. Like mm-hmm. these are all people I knew were snipers and I was just setting them up. And it'll be interesting to see if that's the case in King of Staten Island. Like if there's a lot of like Pete Davidson colleagues in that. Right. Right. Whoever the hell they are. Biagio. Um, Biagio, um, yeah. But you're right though. Like, so I want to get into like this is a deep, deep bench. And yeah. It never stops. Yeah. No, it's like, it's it's obnoxious. Uh like to, it's like <laughs> honestly obnoxious to a point where I'm just like, we are we we are literally ten minutes away from the end of this movie and you did another one. You you hit us with another one on the subway on the way to the right. fucking game. Yeah, on the way to the thing. Yeah, you see Leslie Jones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Was it just a lot of you and Bethany being like, whoa, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of that. And it was a lot of like, um, Bethany didn't recognize Tilda Swinton for like three scenes. Yeah. And I refused to tell her who it was. Um, because I wanted her to figure it out because I knew she would. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, just figure it out. You'll figure it out. And then that, it'll be so satisfying when you figure it out. She finally did. And she was like, what like she was like freaking out uh so cool things about tilda swinton in this movie uh yeah. in the script the scream the, the the character description read uh that she looks like i can't think of her character's name right now but uh, diana i think uh she looks like tilda swinton at baggage claim wow that's how she and so when she was cast uh tilda swinton had like full creative control over her look and basically everything about how her character looks and wears. And it's what's impressive is it's like, once you know, it's her, it's not like she's wearing like prosthetics or like she's, it's like, she's kind of just wearing a wig, but she completely transforms into a different person. Absolutely. Well, cause she's an incredible character actress, but also, you know, she, she is, more feminine in this movie than I've ever seen her play in a movie. I think, like that's yeah, like she's, she's like norm- she's like extremely feminine. Like she, I've seen her play feminine, obviously in in several things, but not this like pretty girl feminine. Feminine, you know, right? Yeah. When I think of 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 Tilda Swinton, I think of this like magic, like ethereal, like androgyny. Like, yeah. You think of Constantine. You think of like yeah. only lovers left alive. But, but even in stuff like, um, like uh, the the Idris Elba genie movie, right? She's still right, like yeah. a nerdy scientist, you know, or or mm-hmm. in um, uh, the the news the Wes Anderson newspaper movie, um, you know, she's right. like kind of like a funny like you know jur- journalist character, right? And so mm-hmm. she is feminine and like I mean literally like you know bears all for like half a second in that movie but like oh that's right she's right yeah but she's like very (laughs) (laughs) oh shit she's like kind of embarrassed by it right it's it's very much that like it's it's very much that energy of like of like oh a librarian who's like secretly like into bdsm or something yeah for sure um but for uh, her to be like like, full-on like love island like Oh, right. sorry. Is this your one? Is this your one woman show, love? Because I ain't got a ticket, you know. Like, yeah, whoa. yeah. <laughs> oh, also that line in particular, I was like, <laughs> is she doing a Ricky Gervais impression? 
I I bet that I bet there this I bet she's doing she's doing the type the kind of part of England that he's from. Yeah. London. Maybe that's London that we're hearing. But it's also like that specific thing feels like a Ricky Gervais line. Literally anything. Any anything he's ever done, you could hear his character say that line. To Ben Stiller, a night at the museum. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's very uh, but yeah, she's she's great. Uh, Brie Larson, Academy Award winner Brie Larson. Yes, uh, in a in a role that I I had issues with because Ooh, I can't wait because because a mm. just because they're both blonde doesn't mean they look like <laughs> sisters. Okay, I I I thought they had good sister chemistry. And sure ish. I would say and, and, I, I just not for a second did I believe that they were raised by the same people. Uh, well, well, you could you could argue though that that kind of is their characters though. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Um, Where, like, she seems yeah. to really have have Amy Schumer's character really seems to have glommed on to like Colin Quinn, and right his way of communicating and his way his aversion to love. Right. Whereas like Brie Larson, kind of like, well, fuck you. I'm going to be the opposite yeah. of you and be this like really boring, stable, like right. 25, already married, already has like a stepkid. And that's the other thing that I that I had issues with was like how young she is. And she's like married to Mike Berbiglia. Oh, OK. See, everything when you said about the sisters, I, I remember thinking no two people have ever looked less married. Oh, my God. Like every time he had to like put her his hand around her, her shoulder or waist to be like we are married like it's, it's yeah that makes it worse just don't I, even do he that he would literally say shit like i put my seed in her and like yeah, like, uh, like as like a funny as like a funny joke yeah and sure. it almost it almost feels like mildly self-aware in terms of like the movie knows how mismatched they are and so like let's play up the awkwardness of this a little bit yeah uh, yeah but it never <laughs> It never no. worked for me I, at all. I think in in like the perfect world or scenario, it's like maybe you see what Amy sees, where like you know the awkward sweaters and how he doesn't know how to throw a baseball, right. and he's like a you know total dad. And the, but you but then there's a moment where you see them together, and you're like, I know why they're together, or like oh, I'm rooting for them, you know, because that happens in movies. Well, but yeah, and this one, yeah, it never, yeah, I. I got. I, I got to be honest. I think. I think my biggest issue with this movie is that, um, the only characters in this movie, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that have chemistry at all, are Bill Hader and LeBron James. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I. I agree. They. De- yeah. They have. I could. I could watch a whole movie of just them going to different diners in New York and having lunch. Absolutely. I could also watch them play basketball together forever. Uh, that was amazing. Uh, that was one of the funniest scenes in the movie. There was a because he's like the the the, com- the joke is like, you know, Bill Hader, you could tell he's really trying. Yes. When he's like really trying to push move LeBron and LeBron's just like. What's so great yeah. about that scene is like there's no malice or spite in LeBron at all. He's just playing with his friend, but it's LeBron James. Right. He'll just like snap the swipe the ball and take it, but he's not being like a dick about it. All of that stuff, like any time that Amy Schumer wasn't in the movie, 
is when the movie felt the most like a Judd Apatow movie. Interesting. Wow. To me. Okay. Yeah. No, I think um, that's. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I excited know. to get into it. God, yeah, I could really. But yeah, just like the scene where he's like calling Amy, where Bill Hader's calling Amy the morning after. And yeah. Vanessa Bayer is being all freaked out. But LeBron James is like, oh, oh yeah, I get it, man. Oh, she's calling her <laughs> yes. He's so giddy. You can be like, oh, I see why Warner Brothers made a production deal with him. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, yeah. Like, obviously, he should be he should be in stuff. He's so good in this. It's interesting. I mean, not to not to talk about, you know, these two too much. But, you know, Michael Jordan, I, I was just talking about Michael Jordan with, with a friend of mine last night where we were like, yeah, the, the 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 sad thing about him is that he's like the maybe the greatest athlete to ever live. But the cost is that he was like a raging, hyper competitive asshole with like with like shark dead shark eyes with all due respect. Right. One of the greatest athletes to ever live. But right. And LeBron is like just this personable, like I don't know. He he his, the persona he's crafted is just so different from that. And like I don't know, just too I don't know. Yeah, like I don't I don't know if I don't know if Michael Jordan could ever do a movie where he was like pretending to be frugal. Yeah, uh, all those true. jokes really killed for me though. Yeah, no, that was her. it was great. It was great. <laughs> He drove, when, he, he drove. when he when he pats his oh, he yeah. pats his pockets and he and Bill Hader's just like oh fuck you <laughs> fuck you what because you're I LeBron did, in the G- car I'll go 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 to the car and I'll go get it I left no, it in fuck. the car <laughs> equals forever oh, that's good because it's not that he wants Bill Hader to pay he wants him to split he wants him to be equal right right <laughs> oh man um. Uh, but yeah, so so to do a little bit of a preamble, a little bit of homework, this movie was uh, greenlit, or not greenlit, so in, in August of 2013, Universal Studios optioned an untitled Amy Schumer script that Judd Apatow would produce and uh, Schumer would star in. And uh, the a first draft of a script was sent in by Schumer. Uh, it was like a, a comedy about a used car salesman that she would play and okay uh and apatow was like uh i don't know if you know about me but i i like it personal i like right. i like i like going to the i like going to the marrow i like finding out who you are as a person yeah. and writing yeah. a script about about that he first found <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, not a remake of Used Cars starring Kurt Russell. That's the first thing I thought of, too. I was like, I kind of yeah. would be into that. I don't know. But yeah. but but there's – it's obvious to me that mm-hmm. between what you just said, that it's like a story about a used car salesman, that she's the, the, the salesman, and what Trainwreck eventually becomes, the movie mm-hmm. I just watched – um. It's obvious to me that Amy Schumer, at this time, Amy Schumer's focus was writing off of the success of Bridesmaids and saying, what else can a woman do that is typically a man's role in comedy? Because yeah, this is this is 100%. I've seen many a rom-com. Where the mm-hmm. man is the Amy Schumer role and and Bill Hader is the is the female role, and so she's just kind of gender swapped, right? What's what's going on here? 
But it seems like that's where her interest was, was like doing a a sort of um, I don't want to say generic, but like a generic sort of like exactly what a right down the middle kind of like rom-com or comedy where I play the role that would typically go to a man, to a male comedian. Yeah. Or like that's certainly I mean, like how else what else how else do you describe this movie? Right. which is interesting. When I think about used car salesman, Amy Schumer movie, it makes me think of what she did after this because she never made another movie like this. She, you know what she made you know really, really. Oh Please, my yeah. God. You want me to just blow your fucking mind right now? Please. So she does the used car. She does the used car thing. Right. And mm-hmm. doesn't get that going. And then uh, she makes that movie uh, snatched. Which is right. like her version of romancing the stone. Yeah, totally. So so it's like going it's like it's like it's literally just like I tried to make this Zemeckis movie and instead I make this <laughs> other Zemeckis, this Zemeckis movie. movie. And uh I feel pretty too. Like that's another high concept, almost sounds more like an eighties, nineties comedy than That's true. What Trainwreck is, which is just like you know, slight he uh Compared it to uh, Apatow compared Trainwreck more to like 40 year old virgin and bridesmaids as like classically structured films with a climax and a plot. And and like you said, a structure, a very like standard rom-com structure, whereas his movies like knocked up and this is 40 and funny people he described as like Robert Altman. There's no plot. It's just kind of you're watching characters make decisions. Sure. And and so I so we were both kind of. lukewarm on this is 40 last week yes did you have more fun watching a bit more of like a classically structured movie oh boy maybe like a maybe like a half star more um i did not like this movie i will say um i did not like it i think it's largely because i don't think amy schumer and bill Hader have any chemistry mm-hmm. um and i don't know why they like each other in this movie and like the movie, the movie never tell, tells us like why they like. You get why she likes him, but yeah. you do not even for a second understand what he likes about her. <laughs> um, and and despite the title "Train Wreck," this should really just be called "Asshole" because like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. she's just an asshole. She like knows. that's. She, she's just like, an asshole. That's it. An asshole I mean, with commitment issues, which which are really just daddy issues. They're not even commitment issues. They're like daddy issues. Oh, which there's is, this line. Yeah, it's not even a line because she said it. But uh, Schumer yeah. says this thing in a commentary, and I'm like, why wasn't that in the movie? Where a lot of this, so so she Apatow rejects the used car salesman script. Um, yeah, and is like, hey, so he he met he discovered Schumer. Quote: She was already a successful stand up. Actually, here weirdly. Her exact stand-up date, the date she started stand-up, is public record. It was June 4th, 2004 at the Gotham Comedy Club. Um, yeah. And then she was on she was on season five of Last Comic Standing, where she placed fourth. Right. And so she was doing Howard That's Stern. That's the one that put her on the map. Before, yeah. before that, in between there, she mm-hmm. worked at Black 20 with past guest of the show, Michael Gorman. That's like, That's right. you can like watch old Black 20 videos and like Amy Schumer is like a featured extra in like a dozen of those videos. Um, so crazy. Yeah. Where she'll have like a line here or there. 
um, so, and, and things you, like that. But yeah, were you was that something you learned after the fact of like, oh, that was Amy Schumer, or were you like, oh my god, she was in some Black Twenty videos? That's so crazy. No, so I I the way that I followed it was because I because I you know I'm I'm friends with Mike. It's like yeah, yeah. you know I was kind of following it with him and and uh, Michael Torpy, his his partner over at Black Twenty. Because um, they were both commenting on like when she was on Last Comic Standing, and then like right, when she started yeah. breaking out from there and and getting her show on Comedy Central. Yeah, um, yeah, and fucking cetera, Amy, she did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, there Man. was definitely a little of that, <laughs> and uh, and and yeah. So <laughs> so she was. It was just it's just interesting to like literally like I don't know her personally. I've never met her, but like. From afar, watching her rise from just somebody on the same level of people that I was friends with. Right, yeah. Because they're like, she's like literally friend, a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. To go from there to like starring in a Judd Apatow movie that she wrote is kind of crazy. Yeah, you're like, that's a person. Yeah, like, wow, there, there, there she is. Yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah. Uh, so she she was on she was on the Howard Stern show and Apatow was in traffic and he heard Amy Schumer on Howard Stern and could sense that she was a, a comedian but also a storyteller like mm-hmm. she had stories she was able to you know talk about her dad having MS and the struggles of like taking care of him and but also still be like really funny but also he could tell that she was being she was sharing real shit and so cut to her, them working together and he was like I want that. I want I want to like what makes you tick? Like what makes you afraid? What are you afraid of? And so when there was, she was talking about like her she described the movie as like 48% autobiographical. Mm. So like the commitment issues, the like sleeping around is such a loaded term, but you know, like kind of just like meeting people and not really wanting to be. So there's this line in the commentary where Schumer's like she, Amy, the character, is looking at Aaron, Bill Hader's character. And he's, she's like, yeah, from her perspective, it's like, am I going to have to push this guy's wheelchair too? Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's good. I wish that was in the movie because that really, that humanizes her in a way that I don't think the movie ever, ever, it, she's very human, but like getting kind of like, what, what is she afraid of? Why is she so averse to like letting this really nice guy into her life? Well, and I think that's my that's my major criticism of Apatow. I think as a director, mm-hmm. period, um, is that I, I as much as he's like I want to I want to dig down to the marrow. I think he gets distracted a lot by like mm-hmm. shiny, funny things, mm-hmm. and uh, like to the detriment of the story that he should be telling or or should be focusing on you know right yeah, yeah that's like, why that's why i think that um uh, uh uh knocked up is his best movie um is because it is so laser focused on one thing and like yeah you get distracted by other things but they're all related to the main thing which is like this guy needs to fucking grow up um yeah uh, there's a baby she, coming he yeah he he needs to grow up and she needs to grow up. We're not going to focus very much on that, but she also needs to grow up in a different way. Um, right. I and that's, that's, of- that's the other, that's the other issue where it's just like, I, I, I described the Bill Hader, LeBron James scenes as like the most Apatow scenes in the movie and taken in a vacuum. That's a good thing. 
Like they're mm-hmm. so funny and they're they're very like airy and like really great. But taken as a whole, when you look at the whole movie, that is all those are all of those scenes are time we could have spent with Amy going into more of the stuff that you're talking about. But instead yeah. of doing that, we get a bunch of funny scenes with Bill Hader and LeBron James that you know, Bill Hader doesn't have an arc in this movie. No, no, and, and very much in the way that, like, kind of like gender reversing, where right. he's the girl in a rom com right. that is right. just al- already walks into the movie perfect, right, and is just waiting for. I guess it is. It is it's like a weird mirror almost of Catherine Heigl and Seth Rogen. I guess, but little, I almost feel like a little we bit. know. But I feel like we know uh, Catherine Heigl and knocked up way more than we do Bill Hader. Way more, way more. I don't know yeah. anything about Bill Hader. In this movie, he's a doctor. He likes sports because they bring people together. So he's a little yeah. schmaltzy. He's earnest. He likes, he likes Bill, you know? Billy Joel. Yeah, he likes Billy Joel. Like that. That's it. It's all very surface level shit. And so when you look back at the movie, you're like, why were we wasting time with these scenes with him and LeBron James? Like, it's not helping the overarching movie at mm. all to have those scenes. And in fact, it's robbing the movie, I think, of real estate that could be used to dig into the marrow, as you as yeah. you put it. Like, yeah. I kind of want to do a walkthrough of this one just to kind of like go th- go through. I mean, like, we'll do sure. our best, but yeah. uh, just wrapping up homework. Uh, yeah. Movie started filming May 14th, 14, wrapped in August. Um, just kind of the. Yeah, the first draft was written in under two months. Uh oh yeah and so yeah just kind of just making sure I did oh so this is something I wanted to point to you out so there's a scene where uh, Bill Hader goes to get like his his award his Doctors Without Borders award mm-hmm. uh, apparently Dylan Baker is at the table with them in like a deleted scene did you recognize him did you see Doctor Kirk Connors I didn't see him either no I didn't see him but I did see uh J Jonah Jameson's wife. Whoa, that's crazy. I don't know if I could catch her in a crowd. I mean, we're, never mind. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I did a Movies by Minute podcast, so I that's, that's <laughs> like embedded Fair. into my brain. Fair enough. But yeah, uh, so she was there. I think the reason the movie is called Trainwreck is I think everyone sort of sees themselves as a train wreck. Mm-hmm. I know like. I do. I kind of, I I was like, I kind of relate to this person. Like she has a stable nine to five job. She's like, she has her own place. So like, those are base things that an adult should have their bases covered, you know? Uh But if you dig, but if you look beneath the surface, it's like, Oh shit, this person has a lot of work to do on themselves or whatever. But yeah, I understand that. But train wrecks aren't below surface level. Train wrecks are, Train. I mean, they're they're a jumbled mess that is very obvious. Well, that's mm-hmm. a fucking train wreck. I don't, you know. <laughs> yeah, like uh, like Jennifer Lawrence in that movie that's coming out that we talked about. Yeah, that's a train wreck, totally. Um, <laughs> but like this feels, I don't know. Like it should just like I like I, I don't know. I don't know what else. I don't know what you call this. Yeah, the asshole. Um, I like that. Yeah, asshole. <laughs> um. Yeah. I yeah I don't I don't get it I I don't I don't get the title it feels I don't yeah I don't know it it feels like uh 
You know what it feels like? It feels like a term. Like, it feels like this had no title all the way through shooting it. And it was like marketing that was like, people know what this is, this term. This this is getting thrown around a lot, you know? Right, yeah. Like, gosh, yeah, if it was made in 2023, yeah, I can't. I'm drawing a blank on, like, words that aren't woke that people throw around a lot. But, like, I guess ha- a chaos era? I guess that's, like, yeah. 2020. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Chaos era. Yeah, absolutely. She's, she's chaotic. Yeah, she's in so or tra- <laughs> trash era or something like trash. 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 Yeah, era. she's in, trash. she's in her trash era this yeah. summer. Enter your trash era. Yeah. Oh man. So it's probably uh, better marketing than what this movie got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so right off the bat, Scott, we get we get a, a cold open montage of Amy. Just yeah. Plowing through different guys with no emotional attachment. Well, uh, well, yeah, well. First, we get we get the, the oh yeah the flashback, um, yes. like the sixteen millimeter flashback that looked great. It did look good. It did. It looked really good, and it was obvious to me that it was like, oh, okay, you you picked up on some shit from funny people that you've been holding in your back pocket yeah. a little bit. And um, we have a uh, Colin Quinn with the young versions of Amy and Kim. Here's just, hmm. yeah. So I don't I don't like this Colin Quinn thing at all. Um, oh, like uh, the character or like the cold open? No, no, no. Like the, all, the, not, the, 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 I don't have anything against Colin Quinn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my issue is just like the character's existence and his purpose in the story. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't like the way that it's, it's structured because it's like, oh, like honey, you don't need a boyfriend. You need therapy. Like mm. you're, you're, you're dealing with a lot of shit. And like having ha- like dating Bill Hader isn't going to solve any of them, um, like because like you know structurally, the shift, the thing where she like is like oh maybe I'll maybe I'll let go of this like no monogamy thing, that happens when her dad dies. So literally, the person who introduces this idea to her in this opening scene has to die before she's like maybe Bill Hader would be a pretty good boyfriend. Um, and you're like, you're, yeah, you're like, where, where's that? Where's that on the map? What's right? Where do you, how do yeah. you go from there to there? Like, what is that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then when they break up, it's like, it's not a real breakup. It's that she's still grieving her father. Dude. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought too of like, I, I, you like, I, I get that you're, and I guess that's a breakup is it's like timing and bad shit. Yeah. And yeah, but yeah, that's, it was like, you, you get that her dad died like eight days ago. Right. That's why she's like smoking pot and not leaving her apartment. Right. 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 And that the breakup I, like, was weird. I, it was. a Yeah. Yeah. Like to me, the best way this movie could have ended was with somebody fucking telling her to go to therapy and her going to therapy. Um, and then and then like maybe being in therapy for a while and then going back to Bill Hader and being like, I went to therapy. There's also some other like minor structural things that really annoy me as like a rom com connoisseur. Sure. But uh that I'll I'll get to a rom connoisseur later in the in the in the, in the in the yeah, in the in the walkthrough. But um yeah, this whole Colin Quinn thing bothers me because it's not enough about her relationship with her dad to be so much about her relationship with her dad, especially when the movie doesn't spend enough emotional real estate on that. It's like you introduce it in this opening scene and then she like visits him 
and stuff. And like they're moving him to another, you know, retirement home or whatever. And but it's all like kind of chill and just like funny Colin Quinn shit and like, you know, whatever. And then he dies. And then suddenly she's like, he was my best friend. And I was like, what? (laughs) Um, Like and then and then like literally like 15 minutes later after the breakup. She's like talking to Brie Larson and was like, or no, talking to Brie Larson's kid, mm-hmm. the the little Sheldon kid. Yeah, um, a- Alistair, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, the the OG young Sheldon. OG um, young Sheldon. Yeah, he uh uh he's like, oh, are you gonna are you gonna bring Bill Hader back over? And she's like, oh, I don't think we're like together anymore. Oh, you got tired of him? No, no, I I love him. He's my best friend. It was like, what? <laughs> what? What? Since fucking when? <laughs> Where, where, point, point, point to me in the movie where they were best friends. Right. Point to me in the movie where they were, they were even like, like on the same level at all, like ever. Yeah. Like, so to go back to, so that, you know, there, there's a scene where she's like, she, she has her 40 uh, year old virgin boxing up all the toys and giving them away. But instead of toys, it's like all of her like half empty bottles of liquor that she has scattered throughout the apartment and right. her pot. Uh, maybe my favorite line in the movie where she gives it the box of David tell. And he's like, Whoa, booze, pot and a place to live. <laughs> uh, I, that guy, I couldn't tell. Is he, is, was he meant to be legitimately unhoused or is he like, are they trying to say that he's like one of those like scammer guys? Oh, wow. I think I a hundred percent think he was meant to be in the movie, like genuinely unhoused. But I, I hate that. That is a trope that I, I really, really hate is uh, the unhoused person who's like super duper friendly with the lead of the movie, but they're still unhoused. And it's like, wait, but if you guys are like buddies, like why isn't she fucking helping you like be like not, unhoused right the the trope of like look the protagonist has like a bum that they wave to every day and talk to like showing that they're nice yeah they're just always nice enough to give them any money not (laughs) nice enough to let them sleep on their couch or like get them up on their feet let them take a shower not that nice but nice enough to like look make eye contact with them and talk to them like a human being on the planet every day Every and day, like, like a neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't know. I don't know if that's New York. I don't know if that's like <laughs> 2015. Like because I, I think I think the therapy thing you're talking about definitely would happen in 2023 train wreck. Sure. I just feel yeah. like that's I mean, the 2015 wasn't that long ago, but this aged interestingly, but please yeah some some of it some of it you know aged fine and then and then a lot of it aged fine but then like like the john cena stuff was just not funny this time oh really no not not at all like 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 you can't help but laugh when he says you know what i do with that to assholes i lick them like that's really good like that's really funny but it's also just like you fucking need to go to therapy too you're obviously closeted like you need to go take care of this man. Like I just felt bad for him, you know, because he was like talking about wanting to like get married to her and like have kid five 
boys and oh, like, yeah, like a three girl three three guys and then two more guys yeah yeah and it's just like uh, I, I you know and when he's just like you're you're an asshole and like you know leaves you're a bad person yeah yeah you're a bad person and then leaves the movie um mm-hmm. <laughs> which i was really surprised that like he didn't come back like that's true yeah this feels like a cool a, a rom-com, a cool thing to do of like, oh, have him be in the third act unexpectedly. Right. Like, and show that he got a happily ever after or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, have him like dating Pete Davidson or something. I don't hey. know. Hey, <laughs> turns out I'm gay in this one. Just like set it up. Remember that? I was gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what made me think of it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but I, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, he just, I, he, I, he, he, he just walks out of the movie and he never, he never, we never hear about him again. Right. Right. I mean, it literally, uh, it, it, I mean, this movie, if it did nothing else, this movie literally launched John Cena's acting career. Yeah. Because 100%. everyone was like, oh, he can do this. Whoa. Oh, well, that's. That's totally different then. We don't have to put him in WWE presents the Marine. Yeah. Like we can, <laughs> we oh, can make him funny. funny. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, and then after this we get blockers, we get peacemaker, you right. know? Like yeah. Bumblebee. He's really good in Bumblebee. Right. Oh god, he's so fucking good in Bumblebee. <laughs> no, he's great. And I think like him doing his best, like when he's like when he's having sex with Amy Schumer and she he she keeps trying to like get him to do dirty talk. And he's just bad at it. Yeah. Like, that's all just really solid. Like, but it's also like knowing John Cena more, like how he knows Mandarin. Right. I'm like, oh yeah, he just does. He knows that. I didn't know that about him. He just like, he'll do TikToks and Mandarin sometimes. Wow. Um, um but Scott, a cameo oh. I wanted to talk to you about though, real oh, quick. Okay. Oh no, but yeah, did you, did you have something on John Cena? Well, I just wanted to, I just wanted to shout out, uh, uh, Josh Zagara, who that's I, exactly had, what I was going to say. Oh yeah, I had absolutely no memory of him being in this, which I find I find funny on two fronts because mm-hmm. he's not quite the himbo prince that he is now, right? Mm-hmm. It's not quite at that level, and this is pre-Arrow where he's like literally a villain, a detective turned villain for two seasons of Arrow, the main big bad oh, what for career. two seasons. Um never have the same villain for two seasons of a show. That's too much. It's too long. Nope. Um but uh, I'm sure the pay was great though, and I'm I'm, I'm proud of him for getting 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 paid. Uh, but he, but yeah, I love this guy. Um, he's in he's in so many things that I love, and he's so fucking good in all of them. Pug in in She Hulk, you mm-hmm. know. Um, Scream Six two. Yep. Um, he's he's in um, uh, the uh, uh, Big Door Prize. Oh, really? Currently. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he plays a, an Italian uh, hockey player, and he's wearing a black wig, and it's crazy. That's um, crazy. Yeah, but he's uh, he's so fun, and and he and I love him as this like himbo character. Um, he's not quite that in this. He's more just like dumb Staten Island guy. But I thought that was funny because I was like, literally his next movie is set is set in Staten Island. Yeah, it is like a weird. And also, like, this had this had this also had a cameo from Pete Davidson, Pete Davidson, and also Marissa Tomei. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Really clean. Yeah, you can. Yeah, it's like it's like just like like getting off at an exit into Staten yeah. Island, which is impossible. It took him five years to get there, but but he fucking did it. Wow, that's true. Wow, that's a big gap. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about it. But yeah. 
I'm sure you'll yeah. find out why. <laughs> no, sure. Well, you know, because you got uh, so you had girls, right? Which featured Colin Quinn as Ray's boss for a few episodes. Right. That's right. Um, also, Claudia O'Doherty makes like a small role in the the baby shower, and she would go on to be a supporting character in Love, right? Which right. was his other like, and then you had Crashing that he produced with Pete Holmes. Oh, that's right. So I think he was in. That's as a, a produ- guy. That that is. I'm surprised that he did Crashing as an HBO show instead of like a Pete. Like Pete Holmes feels like a guy that Apatow was like. You're gonna be in my. You're gonna be the lead of my next movie. Whatever it yeah. is. Oh, you know? you're a you're a tall, weird, and you're Christian, but you love sigh and you're awkward. This is great. Yeah, yeah. You slept on everyone's couches when you were got a divorce. That's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, write it. Oh man, so yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of weird like channels like of what's to come with this. Um, yeah. So she goes to work at her magazine, which is also like just that magazine staff is crazy. You got Randall Park. Hmm. Um. You got. I already mentioned uh, Vanessa Bear from SNL. Right. Right. Just two two who future is, superstars. Who has who has like. Some of the funniest lines in the movie and her but her lines aren't funny. It's just like the way that she delivers them. Oh yeah. Like where she can't just so fucking genius. You know? Where she tell where Tilda Swinton's telling her not to smile, like stop smiling, and she's like, I'm not. That's just the the more nervous I get, the bigger my smile is. And (laughs) and you're making me more nervous, so I'm gonna keep smiling. Uh, Or when she's at the funeral and and is talking to the black guy in front of her, like I have black friend, I've dated a black guy once, and she he's like, oh, I'm sure your mother was proud, and she's like, I I do I do it again, (laughs) like (laughs) so quiet, the 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 drift back whisper of like (laughs) I want to say it, but like also I don't know if it's okay that I'm saying this, yeah. Uh, that was Method Man doing an accent, which really threw me really? off. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. See, I thought he looked familiar, but then the accent threw me off. And I was like, oh, I must, I don't, yeah, I guess maybe I don't know who this is. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, gosh, Vanessa Bear. So uh, this came out when I was in, living in Chicago, and mm-hmm. I was doing the IO ch- ch- the improv thing, and we were at like like a party in the theater, and we were like in a group, and my friend... It was just like, oh, this is my friend Vanessa. And it was Vanessa Bear. And I was like, wow. Whoa, fuck, fuck. Like, I pride myself on being pretty kind of chill when I, you know, oh, hey, how's it going, man? Blah, blah, blah. But yeah. like, yeah, 25 whatever year old Nick was just like, oh, my God, you're so funny. I just saw you. Oh, train man. <laughs> my um, Hungry Guys. My Hungry Guys. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was before that. Yeah. That was before brunch. Right. Oh fuck, that's right. I forgot that was her too. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh and then uh, uh, Ezra Miller also in the movie. And we can he, move on. They yeah, they sure are. Um they also do things late in the movie that I was like who boy, this this is not this is not aging well at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every every Appetite movie you have one like Two minute sequence where you're like, why the why is this in the movie? Yeah, like I guess that's kind of supposed to be her rock bottom is like, oh, yeah. she's falling into her old patterns, which is kind of like right, right, what, right. Yeah. It's like it's like oh, she's a train wreck again, like instantly, like it's mm-hmm. like instant, you know, train wreck, and and 
what better way to do that than to get caught, like, almost sleeping with a minor, right? Yeah. But it's like... <laughs> but the scene itself is, like, so... Fu- like, it's like they're trying to turn Ezra Miller into... um uh, 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 Elizabeth Banks in Forty Year Old Virgin. Right. Yeah. The funny freak, or like, like yeah, Isla, Isla Fisher and Wedding Crashers. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't. It doesn't work. And it's that. It's that switch. You know. It's like Amy Schumer's trying to do that gender switch thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this it's time just it's, not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, doesn't, another doesn't work. Another character who very very strong possibility is is closeted. Or like is un- unaware of. There's like a lot of coding of like, like Ezra Miller calling Amy like Schumer like daddy or like, yeah, like, suck my nipple. Like very like. Yeah. I think that's the. I guess that's the joke. Is that it's like that's, that's the other thing. The- that's the other thing. I, I I just don't. I don't. I don't think Amy Schumer is very funny. And sure, I, I I feel bad about that because like I feel like whenever right. I say things like. Lena, D- I don't think Lena Dunham's funny. I don't think Amy Schumer's funny, and I feel bad because, like, I feel judged by people sure. um, for that fact. But like, she finds—I I mean, based on this movie, it seems that she finds closeted men really, really fucking funny. <laughs> like, there's just something inherently hysterical yeah. about that to her. About of, a like, guy not knowing he's gay. Yeah. Um, but her gaydar is so good that she's knows, mm-hmm. but they don't, you know, and it's, ugh. yeah, like, uh, know. no, no, I think, I think women can be unfunny hacks just as much as men. Yeah. I think <laughs> I like Lena Dunham. I actually have never, I, I think I realized this watching this movie. I don't think I've ever seen Amy Schumer do stand up. Mm. I think I've only ever seen her do like award jokes like at the Oscars and then those are those are never funny. It's always right. like why do I have to wear why do I, wear, like, I don't know you fucking you don't have to come. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I have seen her stand up and um it, it's a lot of especially early on it's it was a lot of me being like oh yeah, I guess I guess that was funny. Like like saying sure. that out loud to myself rather yeah. than laughing. I, I like know? I like I like her. She's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, in retrospect, a bummer. Well, and it's, it's weird because like, again, 2015 wasn't that far away, but this summer, like the summer that this movie came out and maybe like a year afterward, Amy Schumer was like the shit. Mm -hmm. People were like, oh, she's the next person. She's Mm -hmm. a, 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 she's one, you know, the, you know, there's always like a celebrity that everybody wants to be their best friend. Mm Mm-hmm. That was her, and it seems like another planet because I I think everyone is just like turned on her. It seems like in the public, kind of like kind of like a, the Chris Prattification of Amy Schumer. Yeah, because uh, I know I know I know Lena Dunham came out and supported a guy that was like kind of me tooed at one point, right? But didn't Amy oh, Schumer yeah, like do some... something similar to that as well? And that was like. I think the only thing is I remember the only thing I can think of people not liking Amy Schumer for is like there's like the joke theft thing that's been uh-huh. like comedy podcast nerd lore for a while. It's like she sure. steals jokes. You're like whatever. Sure, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, kind of like what just what you were saying, Scott, of just like I don't think she's funny. Or uh-huh. she keeps coming. She keeps coming out with a movie or being on a stand up or being at the Met Gala or whatever. And it's just like not into this. Um yeah. 
a while ago, Twitter, she was almost Barbie. She was attached to the Barbie movie. Right, I remember that. We were talking about that while we were watching the movie, and we were like, uh, Bethany and I were like, what the fuck? What movie was that going to be? I think I know what kind of movie that would have been. I think it would have been a lot like this of like, well, especially, well, not, you know, especially the voiceover in particular. Mm -hmm. I I fucking hate the voiceover. (laughs) The voiceover is like the, it's the worst part of the movie. Yeah. It's her like deadpooling her own movie. Right. And it's kind of like, the movie is like in those moments trying to be this like, well, maybe we're this. Maybe we're like Deadpooling a rom-com of like, isn't it stupid? Ugh, we're kissing on the subway. But like, if you're going to do that, then just fucking do that the whole goddamn movie. Like, exactly. But it's, yeah. It's, I think there's two voiceover sequences. Yeah, two. Yeah, two. Yeah. Two. And like, like one at the very beginning where they're like, where she's like, I know what you're thinking. I'm a real piece of shit. <laughs> this train wreck. Like, um, like and, this human and, then, waste. and then later, yeah, when when they start dating and she's like, they do that Manhattan shot and like all of that. She makes like a Woody Allen joke. You're like, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. He's Which is also file. like, it's also what she's doing. She's doing a fucking Woody Allen thing. That That's right, the voiceover yeah. thing feels like a very Woody Allen thing. I don't know. So I think like her Barbie would have been very like aren't Barbies done. It's kind of would have been like her, you know, when she's roasting the Lakers or the Knicks girls where it's like, yeah, look at the, you're, you're losing our right to vote. This is what's wrong with women. You guys are bimbos or whatever. And but like, it, it also seems like that's, that's ah, fucking God damn it. That's another pro like this movie can't mm. fucking focus on what it needs to be about because you're right. It's yeah. also about that, which seems to be something that she's really fucking stuck on because that's what I feel pretty is about. And that's what her Barbie was presumably going to be about. So it's like she's obviously fucking stuck on this. Like, why do I hate these like dumb bimbo women? Like, I should I should support them and be like, yeah, like you you go get it, girl. Like, whatever. Like, that's how I should be. Why am I so fucking toxic about it? Why do I hate? Yeah. And it's like it's like. I don't know, man, because you weren't one of those girls in high school, probably get a fucking therapist. I don't know. <laughs> I think I but like, like that that's uh that is that's also like a movie, her like like a buddy comedy where she like reckons with like why do I have this bias towards certain kinds of women and like she meets one and makes be as maybe friends with like a Nick's girl. That, that's a movie. That's such a fucking better movie. Like because that's the that's the that's my problem. Just taking a rom-com, like a generic rom-com blueprint and swapping the gender roles and being like, now it's a movie. It's like, yeah, technically, but what are you saying? You're not saying anything that I haven't seen before other than the fact that it's a woman doing it instead of a man. But like the thing you're describing is a thing I haven't seen before and feels honest (laughs) and new. Yeah, of like... Yeah, yeah, she goes backstage, like meets a Knicks girl, and then they then like I don't know, yeah, then like a, a snatched happens where like they, yeah. they go on a on a plane to the jungle or something. Way fucking better um, than Goldie Hawn. <laughs> no offense to Goldie Hawn. Yeah, uh, no offense to Goldie Hawn, but like you know, so because you're right, this is just a very <laughs> Seth like, Rogen already did this with Barbara. With Barbara that's Strauss. right. Yeah, yeah. that subgenre. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, being a rom connoisseur. Like or just like loving the genre. It's also like this isn't like Bridesmaids is like or knocked up too. I I think I feel like this movie doesn't provide the goods that you want 
from like a rom-com like, like the basic stuff of like what there what is like what was their meat cute and i know apatow is all about honesty and whatnot and that's great like i don't want that i don't want this to be like something that it isn't but like you said like we're, we're missing the juice of like the spark of these characters like yeah like right. you said what does bill Hader see in amy in this movie like right and is there even a, you know it, it has the same problem to me that i think bros had for me mm-hmm. which is that like Bros is about a guy who's extremely hot, but doesn't know it and has to like realize like, no, he's actually hot. And like, no, no, I am actually hot. And like, yeah, people do like men are attracted to me. And like, yeah, I could I could end up with somebody that that is the arc of his character in that movie is that he's like he doesn't think he's hot enough to date this guy. And then the guy's like, no, you actually are hot. And he's like, oh, I don't know about that. And then he has to go and think about it. And he's like, no, you know what? He's right. I am pretty hot. And that's the you arc. Know what? That's his character I, arc. I am six foot something, white, yeah. in good shape, young. Yeah. And that's kind of like the parts that ring hollow to me in Trainwreck as well is when the movie tries to like position... There's always like a part whenever it's like a written by the actor. Because everyone's self-deprecating. No one thinks that they're hot. But, you know, there's these... Whatever, like Tilda Swinton has to be like, you know, I like you because you're not pretty, but you're not ugly. You know, it's like with Seth Rogen, that stand up that Ira has. Where he's like, you know, I'm not hot. I'm not ugly. I'm somewhere in the middle. And that's what everyone yeah. thinks. And Amy but, Schumer but also, is. Like, but, but also on the same front, because just mm-hmm. like in Bros, because that was his character arc, but he also got laid all the time. So like. Wasn't like he yeah. was struggling out there in the dating world. Right. And the same thing is here. Where uh, you have that opening scene with um, uh, 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 the opening scene with Josh Segarra, who is like, oh, damn, you're so fine. You're so beautiful. Blah, blah. You're and in I know Staten Island, like, baby. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I want you. You got to come with me to, like, my bro's thing. And then, like, he'll see you and be like, oh, damn. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> and then later when she meets Bill Hader, as soon as he, she walks into his office, he acts like fucking Claudia Schiffer walked into his office. Like the expression, his whole expression shifts where he's like, wow, like an angel has walked into my life. Holy shit. Amazing. And then like and he's like, a which little awkward. It? Yeah. Yeah. So which is it? Is it that you're extremely like normal and just like your average girl, but you like to have sex and it, it comes easy to you because, you know, it's easy for women to have sex if they want it. Or is it the other way? Is it is it you know you are you do think that you're really attractive and it could have your pick of any guy or what? Like what what is it? Like what what are you trying yeah. to say? <laughs> well, I do appreciate that the movie doesn't ever like and again not to like too like because it's so weird like the spectrum of like the bodies that are allowed to be in movies and like yeah. w- women in particular and so it's yeah. like. There's such like a thin, especially, you know, in 2015, even like a narrow view of like what average looks like or what not average looks like. And then you brought up with going back to Knocked Up. There's all those like fat jokes about Seth Rogen. And you're like, what? I'm not. That's he just looks like a normal person. Right. So Amy Schumer is like, you know, a conventionally attractive kind of like Tina Fey, where it's like her comedy is like based on like, I'm a frump. And it's like, are you, though? Right. Are you a, right. a frump? And so I'm glad the movie didn't like go out of the way to be like, Amy Schumer is an ugly fucking piece of shit. I guess like I feel pretty for some reason. 
Um, which is kind of why that right, movie didn't is, really ring hollow that's, to me. That's why nobody liked that movie. Because um, they were like, wait, what the fuck are you trying to say? Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> What am I? Yeah, wait, 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 wait. What am I? If, yeah. If that's you, then what am I? <laughs> yeah. Um, but there, but there, there was also... Um, it is definitely that, but then you you run into the issue where the two wrongs don't make a right issue, which is that she is reversing this by being like, I'm an average looking person or like an average attractive person, right? And I am going to be in this movie. And like normally the guy is the average attractive guy and he ends up with like, you know, you have Seth Rogen ending up with Rose Byrne. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to reverse that and I'm going to be with like John Cena and Josh Zagara and they're going to be like, damn, you're so beautiful, blah, 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 blah. And like, I get what you're doing. I get that you're like reverse psychology the tropes and whatever, but also like you're not doing anything to push the needle forward as a result. All you're doing is changing the needle from, you know, being on the right side to the left side of the meter. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's the right. same issue. Whereas like if it had been like Amy Schumer and like Seth Rogen, it's like, Oh, okay. Like now you just look like two normal people. This is great. You know what I mean? So it's interesting. Cause I feel like Bill Hader now is like, yeah. you know, daddy status. I think he's like him and like Bo Burnham collectively, maybe like, I just think of like, you know, half the half of Thirst Twitter is like, yeah. oh, my God, Bill Hader. Fuck me. Oh, my God. He's so tall. Oh, my God. He does yeah. weird voices. He's such like a. I, <laughs> sure. Oh, my God. He can do the gizmo voice. Fuck me. But <laughs> I I think in 2015, it was kind of a revelation that like Bill Hader was like the romantic lead in something. Absolutely. Absolutely. And from that standpoint i guess you're right but like why can't why instead of josh cigarro why isn't that seth rogan oh man i just do you, I, you, I, I do you know i do I, mean? I do yeah for sure yeah yeah like like what i what i'm saying is like why did they all have to be obnoxiously hot and tell like bill Hader, who is i'll just say it obnoxiously hot in this movie but like not, not in, in a john cena way yeah not in a john cena josh cigarro way um so yeah i don't know it's yeah because I, I guess from like okay like from taking from like to, 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 to switch the lens back to like a male focus of like oh if amy's character was a guy then right i guess like the john cena type would be like the quote like the dime of like oh my god like uh yeah. Ro rosie huntington whitley or like megan fox or i don't know why they both transformers ladies but like then to go from like what <laughs> a you know, to quote like, <laughs> oh, Anna Kendrick, quote, girl next door. And like, right. Those but are all Hollywood. Be, yeah. So it would have to be one of them, but it would, they would also have to be like obsessed with like working out and dieting and, and, and whatever, like yeah. the way that he is. They'd have to be yeah. like a bimbo the way that he's like a little bit of a himbo in this movie. Yeah, his sex, his dirty talk is like, oh, I'm going to put protein in you or like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Give you all the nutrients you need. Give you all the nutrients you need to survive. <laughs> yeah. So I and team. <laughs> yeah, it it's like it's a it's like a 6 movie, maybe a 7 movie with like a couple of 10 performances. Yes. Yes. Like 
Um, Colin Quinn actually studied or, you know, uh, uh, visited Amy Schumer's real dad and like kind of studied his movements and like, you know, to kind of get, he, he was important to like nail that. And like, I think he's doing good work, but kind of like you said, it's, it's his scenes are inserted so awkwardly into the movie. Yeah. And adds to the film's unfocus. Yeah. That it's like kind of going back to this is 40 where it's like, yeah, cool on you for being so or for Jed Apatow. Like, yeah, really coaxing real insecurities and fears out of Amy Schumer as a writer. But I think it kind of leads to this sort of an, another like scatterblast movie. Yeah. Yeah. I also just think that he is like Colin Quinn in this movie is like uncomfortably young. Um, I think for, for someone who's supposed who's like on knocking on death's door, and I'm like, <laughs> he is 20 years younger than everyone that he's surrounded by in this retirement home. I think that's an unspoken on joke. Is uh huh. Like, I think they could have put like a big, she could have said that of like, Dad, you're only like in your 50s or 60s, and you're hanging out with like Norman Lloyd. Yeah, <laughs> on, yeah this was his final film, by the way, but like. They never put a put a pin in that or like make you do more comedy out of that. He just yeah, you're right. He kind of seems like he's just in the old folks home, but he's there because of his MS. Right, right. So like Yeah. There could have been way more jokes about like, God, I'm only fifty five. I can't believe I have to hang out with these fucking yeah. year olds. Yeah, and then I don't I don't like that they're that they're she he leaves their mother at the beginning. Like they're mm-hmm. they get a divorce. And then, like, by the time we see them again, like, she's already dead. Yeah. They're looking at the picture of the mom. Like, oh, mom was so hot when she was alive. Yeah. And I feel like that's just because Amy Schumer wanted to use a real photo of her real mom. Um, Presumably, yeah. Presumably. But, like, I don't know. Maybe the movie would have uh, had an had an, an added interesting perspective if the mom was in the picture. Yeah, you know? if she was going to the mom, and I don't, I don't know. I didn't look up if Amy Schumer's mom had passed away or, or whatnot. If that was like, if that part was autobiographical, but mm-hmm. yeah, in the realm of movie, another character for her to bounce off of, like, what's her perspective of how things went down, and like, how does that inform Amy's view of monogamy and relationships? Right. Right. Because I find it very strange that only her father was an influence on all of this. Like, her mother had zero influence on her at all? Nothing? Yeah, she's, like, referred to by Brie Larson a few times as, like, oh, well, mom... No, does that even happen? Is there even... is there parts where she's like, well, mom stepped up, mom took care of me, mom was, like, there for me in a way that dad... I don't think there is. I don't remember that, no. I just saw it, like, an hour ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. Um, so there's. Uh, oh, this was uh, Pete Davidson wasn't even on SNL yet when he was in this movie. Whoa! Wild. He he was one of Amy Schumer's gets. He oh. was. She was like, "Oh my god!" There's this fucking kid, Pete. He's like 19 or t- he was like 20 when they filmed this. And wow. So. After filming, they wrapped or whatever. Uh, Judd Apatow was in like a rich people bathroom with Lauren Michaels or something and was like, oh, my God, do you know who Pete Davidson is? And he was like, oh, yeah, he, he auditioned once. And he's like, you need to fucking cast this kid. He's the next Adam Sandler. <laughs> wow. And then so it's weird. Yeah, it'll be interesting to go to King Staten Island to see if that 
how that movie fares. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, poor poor uh, Andy Sandberg is like, what? What do you what? mean? I thought I was the next. I was, oh, and that's man. my boy. <laughs> that's why I did that movie. God damn it! Have you seen Hot Rod? Somebody, anybody. I love Hot Rod. <laughs> Oh, Thinking of uh, what did you think of the Dog Walker, starring Daniel Radcliffe um, and Marissa Tomei? I got I that was mostly like a blast of like all of those set photos, those famous images that yep. came out. Yeah, where where everyone thought like he was actually walking all of those dogs. <laughs> He's lost his mind. Yeah, uh, Bethany was literally like, "Wait, that was from this movie." That wasn't real? And I was like, no, it was not real. (laughs) I would go so far as to say those captured paparazzi photos of Daniel Radcliffe dog walking with like dozens of dogs in New York are, are, I think, the film's largest, longest lasting legacy. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. I absolutely think Um, that's true. The letterboxd reviews for this movie are absolutely brutal. It's... (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It's like just a bunch of like... I don't, yeah, b- b- I don't, I don't want to assume women, but like you know, letterbox profiles that are like, "Fuck Amy Schumer." I only watch this for Bill Hader. The things I do Whoa. for Bill Hader, all these stars are for Bill Hader. Fuck Amy Schumer. I didn't laugh once. I will say, I, I, uh, for, you know, for Apatow, who is like a big improv guy, obviously, um, I wasn't getting a lot of improv out of this movie and the parts where I did hear moments that felt like they might be improv. None of it made me laugh. Like none mm. of it. Yeah. Um, it felt very forced, like forced and like a comedian who is not an improv person struggling to do improv and it, you know, being very uncomfortable with it, you know? Mm. Uh, yeah. uh, Brie Larson, I, I think I I know. She, I mean, of course, she's a good actor, but I was like, oh, I can't tell if she she's so good. I can't tell if she's reacting to a real improv or just laughing as a character. Mm-hmm. Because like, there's moments yeah. where she would be like, Amy, she'd be like, oh, I'm sweating like James Gandolfini over here. That's a knocked up line, but that was just the first thing that came to my. And Brie Larson would like laugh like it was like really funny and like, oh, and very fun. Well, I guess if it was like if you were in the moment and it was an improv, I guess that would make you laugh. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only improv, the only thing that struck me as improv that I did laugh at in this movie was uh, when the the line that Tilda Swinton says at the funeral when she like leans <laughs> oh, over. And... This makes me wish they had found my father's remains. Yes, that's it. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> uh, to Vanessa uh, Bear. Um. Yeah. Who else? Uh, Amari Stoudemire, very good in this movie, underrated, yeah. kind of overshadowed by LeBron, but he he has to do like drugged acting, you know? Yeah, twice. Uh, oh, Bill Hader, incredible and in pitch perfect. I've been up all night and now I have to go to work. Oh my God, it's so good. It made me think like, oh, did he just stay up all night to do this? Oh yeah, he went method. Yeah, did yeah, he go method for this just to yeah. get it right, just to get the energy right? You know, it's when he's in the ele- he's going to the elevator and just that walk of like fuck, here we go. Um, another another moment that I think Bill Hader saves the movie is mm-hmm. um, actually I, I I like what what do you think of the the romantic gesture at the end? 
her 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 her, her learning the Knicks dance to show that like look I am putting myself out there I'm gonna I am gonna do something that I think is stupid I. I have major issues with it. Uh, okay. That's actually I, one of the rom, rom-com structure things that I, I, I wanted to get into. Awesome. Uh, but, go, but, but, but what are your, what's your point with it? Um, I, real, I, I think Hater sells it every time they cut back to him and he's just getting so verklempt because like. That's true. You know. He should be yeah, in another I th- rom-com. Yeah, he definitely should. Um, I he for the longest time he wanted to do that like horror rom com. Like he wanted to make oh, like yeah, yeah, like like uh, like you know, not literally, but like an American Shaun of the Dead. Like he wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, do do like a horror rom com, not not zombies or anything, but like yeah, he he wrote one, but like couldn't ever make it like totally work. Um, I'm hoping that. Supposedly, he has written three scripts that he wants to direct, yeah. um, and and one of them is starring him. And I'm hoping it's that one. I hope so too, man. Because like, I get I haven't I haven't started the new season of Barry, but he's so Neither good. I. At, I like to I like to hold up on on a bunch of them. Yeah, no, that, that that's good. That's yeah. what I'm gonna do. Because I just have a feeling his his horror movies are going to be full Jordan Peele like mm-hmm. art. A24 kind of movies. He, he's such a good director. He's such a good director. But I do kind of just want to make like a dumb, fun, like Shaun of the Dead movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, your, your, your structure so, notes. I want to hear them. Yeah, yeah. So structure notes. So so first off, this very clearly, very cleanly mm-hmm. five-act structure once again. I love it. Yeah. A- Apatow strikes. We didn't bring this up in, in This is 40 because there is no structure to This is no. 40. <laughs> <laughs> you tried and you're um, like i can't i got nothing yeah there, there's nothing there's the, there, there's not enough of a plot for me to hang a structure on um but with this movie you go intro to meeting aaron mm-hmm. act one like just the amy solo stuff uh, is yeah. act one she meets aaron then act two is going from that first meeting with aaron to to having sex with aaron yeah i think that's all act two um and then act Three is like them like, uh, should we date? What should we do? Blah, blah, blah. And then that goes um, to her, da- her, her, her dad dying. Mm-hmm. Um, then act four is from uh, the funeral to the breakup. And then act five is everything after the breakup to the end of the movie. Um, so yeah, wow. five acts very cleanly once again. Um, but the rom-com thing... So beyond the obvious, which I just don't think they have any chemistry, hmm. um, and I and I think I think that the fact that this movie works at all is all on Bill Hader's shoulders because, like that final scene, I think that he is selling their chemistry as an actor, even yeah. if it's like not naturally there. Like I'm I'm not getting any chemistry from her. It's all coming from him. Like he's doing all of the work, you know. Where you know to bring up, you brought up uh, Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne from from the Neighbors movies. I yeah. think those two have incredible chemistry. Oh my god, I can't wait to watch Platonic. Yeah, we're gonna talk about. I haven't, I haven't watched the trailer yet. Um, oh man, I can't like, fucking wait. But like, I buy even though you know you do have like the oh he's a schlubby guy and she's Rose Byrne, but like they're the, that couple. You're just rooting for them the whole time because. They just feel like a real couple. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so 
this is just okay. So so hmm. you know, I think we've talked about this off mic, but I don't really get into like our our writing process on this show very much when we write sure. stuff together. Um but you know that like my whole thing with writing a screenplay is like something doesn't feel right because Every screenplay to me, and this sounds so fucking pretentious and I'm really sorry. Every screenplay that I write, every script that I write is like there's a song in my head and I know what it sounds like. And I'm trying to get what I'm hearing in my head on the paper. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like there's like a bad note in that script. And I'm like, nope, this is I'm bumping up against this. This isn't the song yet. Yeah. And and we'll rewrite it, rewrite it, rewrite it until we find it. And it's all about like timing and making sure that the 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 moments that we talked about at the very beginning of the breaking process of whatever we're writing it mm-hmm. are like singing at the right spots like that. We're recreating the that feeling of of, you know, what I'm hearing in my head, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're like, we're like how moments play and things like that. Yeah. How do we bring what we yeah. have in our heads and like, oh, we want this. We want them to feel this way at this moment. How do we right. get there? What's missing? And right. then we'll take the whole engine apart and lay all the parts on the ground and be like, okay, what isn't working? Right, right, right. So that thing I'm very sensitive to in other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that last sequence where she's doing the dance, um, the Nick, the Nick's, uh, the Nick's, what are they called? The... Uh, I I know like I know it's Laker girls. I'm just gonna say Knicks girls. Oh, the Knicks oh, dance. Yeah, Knicks dancers. Whatever. Yeah. Um. They, we, she comes out with them after like you know shitting on them earlier, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh no, they're actually like athletes," and like, "Fuck you." <laughs> 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 um, also, I love you. Yeah, yeah, I love you, but fuck you. Um, they're, they're athletes. They're, they're um, in, they're, this is very they're hard incredible shape. I fixed them yeah. so many times. They've had so many surgeries. <laughs> Um, anyway, but, uh, uh, you know, her big, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, her, her big, like thing, her big show of like, I want you back Mm -hmm. is learning this, this, this Nick's girls dance, uh, with them and like doing the dance and, you know, to be like, look, I did it. See? Yeah, I did. I, I, I did it. I hung out with the bimbos, (laughs) which is so fucking (laughs) It's so fucked up. Um, but like that's literally how it plays, which is part of my issues with it. But um Cause what you, the, yeah. the the way that it happens, so there's two problems with it from okay. that like bad note, bad yeah, bad musical note thing. Mm-hmm. Something feels off. One is how bad she is at it. Because it 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 doesn't show that she really put in the effort. It'd be one thing if she was just a little off. You know, like little off, obviously not as athletic as them, but really she fucking did it. Like she did the dance, like she knows the moves and she did it. But instead it's a little like Melissa McCarthy, like fat girl falling into the cake, kind of like goofball shit that I'm like, this isn't as funny as you think it is. And this isn't, this shouldn't be funny. It's not funny that you're doing the cheerleading dance. It's supposed to be romantic, not funny. You're 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 playing with the wrong emotion, right? Mm-hmm. You're trying to be funny. It's not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be a grand gesture of yeah. romance, right? So right off the bat, that rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Then 
she's doing the dance, right? And then she walks up to him and he's like, wow, like amazing, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, uh, yeah. And they like talk a bit. And then she's like, oh, I, I have to go back now. There's more dancing. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. she like goes back and then does the, the dancing and then does the, the, the dunk, the basketball. The yeah. Yeah. The, the, the trampoline dunk where she falls on her face. Um, again, uh, Melissa McCarthy falling into a cake again. Um, and then he runs over to her. And it's like, oh, are you okay? And then they just do it again. So, like, you just had the scene where she breaks from the romantic gesture to, like, talk to the guy alone Mm. and be like, I actually love you and blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait, I have to go back and do more of this dancing that we just interrupted. Yeah, because I really learned it. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then I'm I'm gonna now I'm gonna go do the dunk and I'm gonna fail that and you're gonna come rolling over and then we'll we'll do it again. We're gonna have the same conversation again, but I'm gonna be on the ground and in pain. That's um, true. Yeah, it's very like stop and start. It fucking sucks, man. Like it's yeah. as as like a rom com person, that's not how you fucking do it. First of all, she should be nailing the moves. Like, not to the level of the other girls, because she's not an athlete like them, Mm. but she should have these moves down. She practiced. She's not falling over. She's not tripping over herself. She's Mm. just not quite as good as the other girls, right? Sure. The other girls are obviously know what the fuck they're doing, but they helped her, and she's she's fucking doing it, right? Yeah. And then then it should be going all the way, Mm. and then... She, it ends with her doing the dunk, and yeah, maybe she doesn't make it. Fine, whatever. Maybe it doesn't need to be so fucking yeah. Brutal. It's a, I mean, it's a, it's a. I mean, it got a laugh out of me. It, it's a great yeah. fall. It's a. But it would have been better if it came after nailing all the dance moves, and then right. it's just this last thing that she fucks up. Yeah, right? Bill Hader's like moon eye, like oh my god, this is oh fuck. That's right. She's she, yeah. yeah. She, she but it's yeah, also great because he's a fucking doctor, and she. She fucking hurt herself oh, doing the yeah. shit that she was making fun of them being like, oh, oh what do you what do they do? You know, yeah, that's like, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's so much better if she's fucking nailing it and just f- falls on her face for that last thing. And then he runs over. and He's like, oh, my God, you knew all the moves. And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought I could dunk, too. Maybe that was like one step too far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, uh- also, minor note, she's like, at one point, during the first aside, she's like, oh, oh my God, I'm so sweaty. But she's not. I think it would have been way funnier if she had just been actually like, just like the rock and fast five, like <laughs> drenched in sweat. Yeah. Um, sure. I, I, so yeah. I, I agree with so much of that. If So two things. Uh, in the commentary, uh, Schumer says that she trained for two and a half months with the Knicks girls to... The way she worded it in the commentary was dance badly, and I couldn't terse out. I couldn't figure out if that was like, you know, comedian being self-deprecating or if that was the goal was to train, you know, because, you know, there's a thing of like, you still have, it takes technique to get your ass kicked, you know? Like, yeah, you it takes skill to like take a punch and look goofy. You still have to know what you're doing. So I was like, oh, was, was that the joke? Was that she's going to still be bad at it? Or... Is that Amy Schumer doing the absolute best she can, and that's how it looks? Because like, I like both of those things in theory, right? Because like, to go back to your thing of like to gender reverse it for a second, yeah. If it's like Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, average looking guy, learning like a Chippendale dance or like doing like a Magic Mike routine, 
with like really ripped to shit hot guys, yeah. but the girl still finds it sexy because it's like, oh, he learned it. You know, he put himself out there. Yeah. I, I find him sexy. So I find this sexy. Yeah. I think that's kind of what to play, to play, to play sequences advocate for a second. I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. But. I think it's just too, like I said, she doesn't need to be as good as them. Mm-hmm. I, and she shouldn't but. be, but like, it's, it's the, it's the falling down. It's the, it's the, it's the tripping over herself. It's just too much. It's a little too yeah. much. I think. And you know what I could have used the listening to you is I could have used a scene where she approaches them one night yeah. and is like, Hey, like, Oh, it's this fucking, she, I, we heard you by the way, we heard all that shit you were saying. Yeah. And she's like, I'm really, really sorry. Look. And then like, a, maybe even like a little montage of her rehearsing or practicing and her being like, yeah. God, this is fucking hard. You guys are athletes. And they're like, Oh, that's okay. You'll get it. Blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I like that, but I also understand why they wouldn't do that because they wanted the to be a surprise. Of course. For you sure. know, like you, you want the surprise of like what she's yeah. doing. You don't want to the, see John the... Cusack go into the store to buy the boom box and like picking the tape. <laughs> right. Yeah. <you> know? <laughs> and record the mixtape like. <laughs> like on his back. Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't know it, it, that all from a rom com standpoint really just like rubbed me the wrong way because like yeah even even like like you said Jonah Hill doing a Chippendales dance no I I want him to be fucking good at it like I'm sorry mm-hmm. but if Keanu Reeves can can do two months of training to fucking memorize all the shit he has to do in the John Wick movies I'm sorry Amy Schumer you can learn a fucking cheerleader dance yeah like yeah it's like it's like was was the joke. That she's bad at it, and that's what she was going for. Like in the choreography, is like, oh, I'm gonna always be like happy because you're right. It kind of it. I think that would make the, the 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 crash, the jump, even funnier. Is if it's like, oh, she flew too close to the sun. Yes, right. <laughs> and that's but that's the other thing. It's like that's the that's the music I'm hearing in my head. Yeah, and every yeah. time they fuck it up, I'm like, no, you're Ugh. you're ruining like the fucking thing. Like that's. That's yeah. how you make that last thing land really hard mm-hmm. is you make her fucking like mostly nailing it like is like 90 percent of the way there, you know, instead of like 55 percent like she is, you know, because then it just feels like she wasn't really trying that hard. Yeah. And like that's the whole point of this is that right. she's she's trying. She's putting herself out there for the first time. And it's yeah. It's like, yeah, the spirit's there, but in the execution, it's just kind of like mumbled or muddled. Right. But it, and it's that thing, that Judd Apatow thing, like not to lay all of it on, on Amy Schumer's feet. Mm-hmm. It's that Judd Apatow thing of honesty to a fault of like, well, how, how, how long did this girl really have to train with these girls? You know, like mm-hmm. she wouldn't be that good. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like yeah. honesty to a fault. And also just getting distracted by the funny shit instead of focusing on what's going to make the movie better. He gets distracted by the trees at the expense of the forest. Yeah, I thought about that a lot when when I found that quote of him comparing his messier movies to the his, to Robert Altman's films, which are also very chaotic and loud and 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 structuralist. But I'm like, why are those five star American classics? And yeah. I have a lot of affection for these movies and, and Judd Apatow's work, but like, why aren't, why isn't this is 40 and funny people, five-star American classics, you know? Right. Right. And I think it has, it's like 
there it's like the 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 chaos and the whatnot but then it's also just it looks like a hollywood movie and it feels so much like a hollywood movie but then the structure isn't there so right. it just kind of feels like you're watching this directionless studio comedy for two plus hours I, it is that but it's also that like not for nothing, but fucking Robert Altman's Robert Altman. Yeah, yeah. Know? At the end of the day, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's that's different. Like mm-hmm. like all you're doing is a poor man's Robert Altman. Like that's you're imitating somebody else's thing yeah. instead of doing like your thing. You're like, Wait, oh, what if I did like a Robert Altman thing? Yeah. Um, and you, I I don't think Apatow understands what makes those movies work. Mm-hmm. Which is why they're not working. They're like, yeah, no, they're just like, you know, wandering around and talking about what. No, they're not. There's, there's, there's more going under the hood than I think that you are realizing in those movies sure, yeah. that make them so good. Um, you know, rather because at the very least, right, those movies are about a theme. Like, right. they're all about a theme, so that like, mm. no matter what you are doing. Whatever scene it is, it may seem random, but it's all reinforcing whatever the theme of the movie yeah. is. Whereas, like, what the fuck is the theme of this is 40? That it's that they're 40? That's it? That's the theme? You know? They're, they're 40. Um, marriage is hard. Yeah. And then Funny People has that weird divert, that hour-long diversion into Leslie Manville, mm-hmm. which is fine on its own in a vacuum, but, like, yeah. not... But like, what is- yeah, what is like that saying want... about Seth Rogen and, and and Adam Sandler's relationship in that movie? Yeah, isn't that what the movie's about? Yeah, I, I get what right. you mean. Yeah, and and kind of this is a shorter movie and a little bit more contained than than Funny People and This Is Forty, but yeah, o- only only two hours and nine minutes. That's all. That's good. <laughs> and you f- and you feel it, unfortunately, because yeah. it's like. I, you know, there's been a few like I, I don't know. I, I, it's so weird that we're bringing up John Wick twice in this episode, but like John Wick Four was a three hour movie, and yeah. I was just on a. There's nothing better than a, a, a perfectly structured three hour movie because you you're aware that you've been sitting down for a long time, but you're like these guys are so clearly in the controls and they know exactly what yeah. they're doing. I'm just on a ride. This is great. Yeah, but yeah. But then when you're when you don't know where you're going, it's kind of like you're lost in a store. <laughs> right. Right. Well, but what was more frustrating for me with this was like I knew exactly where we were going because it was using rom-com structure, but yeah. it just kept diverting into other things that didn't amount to anything because at the end of the day, the movie was like are we about these things? Are we about that she's a train wreck or are we about the fact that like she has commitment issues? Uh, like, is it like, is it that her life's a mess or that she has commitment issues? Is the movie trying to say yeah. that that Bill Hader is going to solve all of her issues if like, she gets over the commitment issues? Like that, are you saying that the commitment issues are like the main thing? Like without the commitment issues, the rest of her life is like perfect and now she works for vanity fair yeah yeah what the fuck was yeah like it was like oh now she works for a good magazine yeah and it's It's like like, i i I was you know i was thinking i was like oh i got bad news for amy she is a hundred percent gonna get canceled when ezra miller steps out (laughs) at like 22 and just v2s the shit out of her the absolute fucking shit out of her (laughs) yeah 
They're like, when I was 16 years old, she punched yeah. me in the oh, eye. Yeah, I mean, she's fucked. Um, <laughs> like, there's... <laughs> There's your sequel, train wreck. Now she's really train wrecked. <laughs> yeah. But you're right, Scott. I didn't even really clock this in the movie, but you know, the it kind of low key it never says that like she has an alcohol that she abuses alcohol, that she has like a substance abuse problem. Right. But it's kind of saying that in right. like But in like she, that fun comedy way where they don't want to make too big of a deal about it. Yeah. But then it's like, but if are we but are we being real? Is this reality? Because like that's 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 still gonna be. It, you know, is the alcohol abuse stemmed from the fear yeah. of monogamy? I guess I don't. Yeah, like I don't really have that's, a handle on who she is. And that's the other. That's the other problem. I got. I got. I got terrible news for everyone involved with this movie. Mm. I think that there is. I think the issue with this movie is that I think that Amy Schumer and Judd Apatow did not make good creative partners on this. Because it seems to me that what Amy Schumer wanted was a a uh, like turning a rom com on its head, mm-hmm. but ultimately being just like a studio rom com. That's what she seemed to want, right? Yeah, a, a gender reversal studio rom com. What Judd Apatow wanted was a real, you know, to look the at a marrow, person's life, honest. Yeah, look at a person's life. And unfortunately, those two things are in opposition to each other oh my in this God. movie. Yeah, like by definition, yeah, like a rom-com, you know, you kind of go in for the tropes. Like right. For the ride. You're like, "Oh, we're at this part. We're at this." But then the surprise, it's like a, it's like a mystery, but you also want to be surprised. You want that magic. Right. You want that chemistry, that X factor. But then Right. Yeah, it's colliding with what It'll be interesting what King of Staten Island does, which is like, no, I want to just like explore a person's life and their world for two plus hours. Yeah. I think there's an interesting version of this movie that is about uh, Amy's relationship with her father and her sister and how that dictates, you know, the train wreck of her life. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and and I think that movie is a movie that should look like funny people or king of staten island yeah and then there is a version that judd apatow did not direct that does look like this the glossy studio comedy but is just like a rom-com flipped around um uh, you know that is about i i don't even i i don't know what what that version is because the problem with this movie is that like i yeah it's like because it's trying to be those two things one half of this isn't resolved and the side that is resolved, the rom-com side is not satisfying because it doesn't seem to have anything to do with the character stuff at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, I was, I, I'm thinking about how to lose a guy in 10 days and sure. that's another rom-com where it's like, Oh, the lady works for a magazine and the fella mm-hmm. doesn't <laughs> No, He um, also works for a magazine. I oh, think. he also, Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but, <laughs> he works for a men's magazine. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And so, but the hook, the logline is like, oh, she's writing an article, but he doesn't know. She's lying to him, and she has to keep this going. But like, yeah, there is the the hook in Trainwreck is like what you said. It's just like, oh, she has emo- she has commitment issues, right? And he's 
kind of fine. He's kind of just like a dude. She, she has commitment issues caused by her father. And I'm like, that's Barrel. way heavier than what this movie needs to be. Like, yeah, like these are real problems you're talking about. Right. Like, if you want to deal with that stuff and you want to have Bill Hader be the love interest, that's all fine and good. But you can't make this look like a glossy studio rom-com because that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm picturing bridesmaids and like imagining if like. If, if there was like scenes in Bridesmaids where Kristen Wiig went to go like visit his her like dying father, yeah, yeah, or like if if Rose Byrne was like a sex addict or something, I don't know. Right. I just feel like that movie was better at creating something like Knocked Up, which is like a really funny crowd pleasing laugh machine. Yeah, yeah, no, I absolutely. That, that... It's it it's also like you know then the big romantic gesture too is like not. It's not what this movie is should be if it's going to be about her commitment issues and her relationship with her dad and all this. It's like she should go to therapy and then it should be like a small moment, like almost like the end of Sideways where he like knocks on her yeah. door. It should like, be like a enough. small moment of her like running into him at the coffee shop and then reconnecting and then like and and you just like you pull the camera back and then go to credits and you're like oh yeah maybe there's hope for them after all because she's gotten her shit figured out you know and that's it because that's life you know you take these little steps and then there's hope that maybe it might work out but you never know right but like the studio rom-com version of this with uptown girl like right i i feel like her commitment issues should mean more about they, they should be more about her lack of commitment in life right which like means her family? she shouldn't have a job either. Like, she shouldn't have, like, a good job. Like, she should probably be freelance, right? Oh, yeah. She is like dating lots of guys. It doesn't have anything to do with her fucking dad, you know? Like, maybe <laughs> we don't ever even meet her dad, like, because it's irrelevant to the story. But, like, yeah, if you want to do that glossy studio rom-com, that's who she needs to be. It's, like, freelance writer who, you know is going to do this this story about this guy, meets the guy. It, it, she's just, he's just going to be another one of her conquests, and then mm-hmm. she kind of starts to fall for him, but oh, is no. like also freaking out about what that means about her life and her commitment issues. And he starts talking about the future, and she's like, whoa, 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 I, 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 whoa, I can't do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that is one movie. And then you end with, you know, the ending of this movie, the big mm. romantic gesture to be like, yeah. okay, I am ready to commit, you know, let's do this thing. Look, I committed to this, these dance moves. Um, great. That's yeah. a movie. And then the shit about her dad and the commitment issues and her, and, her and sister. like her sister and the whole family and all of that baggage. The That's a different movie. It's like, it's like fucking, it's, I, I don't even want to say it's like funny people all over again because that has such like, you literally just take the first two acts and the fifth act and you have a movie. <laughs> yeah. This that is stands on cl- its own. Um, yeah. This is very yeah, you clean, can just weird. Slice out. Yeah. Yeah. The Palisades or wherever they went. Um, this is all mixed up. Um, yeah. You can't really it, it, like it's very stop and start. <laughs> yeah. I think there's this moment that really stands out to me thinking about like, you know, getting to the marrow of it versus this being a rom-com is there, after Colin Quinn's funeral. She has this big fight with Brie Larson and then Bill Hader's right there. And he's like, 
hey, it's okay. Like, I love you, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? You're going to say that for the first time, like right now? And half of me is like, I love that because that so happens. Yeah. Where, you know, saying I love you at the worst time, that's a fun premise. Yeah. yeah. But but also in the movie, it's like, you you love her? Right. Like, when did that happen? Was it like the Manhattan blowjob? Was it right. like st- stitching up her dad's forehead? Like, when, when did the love happen? Yeah, because that's, cause that's the other thing, too. Is like it feels in the moment like he it's a reaction to the situation instead yeah. of a instead of genuine, which mm-hmm. also isn't good and would have been a fucking great arc for 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 Bill for for Aaron yeah. to have of like, oh, he says I love you too. His commitment issues is that he commits too early. That's great. Yeah, because we see hints of it when he when he wants to spoon, when he wants to cuddle and she's like, get the fuck off me. Like, yeah. But they don't they don't dig deeper with that. Like, why is it that way? That's your studio rom com. Is that she has commitment issues and they both have commitment issues, but in opposite directions. Yeah, he's clingy, she's not. Right. That's yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's a fucking movie. That that's great. Um, yeah, but instead he's just po- kind of perfect. <laughs> He's just kind of perfect, and yeah. God, there's even a scene where she's like, you know, your parents aren't perfect. And he's like, well, I don't, and like, yeah, we're never gonna find out. Like, what are your parents? Like, if you're gonna bring them up, you know? Yeah, I even the poster. God, what the poster, what old comedians would have played Bill Hader's parents? Wow, my first, and I, I know exactly why my brain did this, but the first image that came to my head was Henry Winkler. Oh, sure, yeah, Natch, but you know, can't, yeah. That's a that's a they already have a relationship that's ingrained into my into my memory now. Barry, Barry. <laughs> God damn! Ah, uh, I miss I miss that show. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, I'm. I think I like Bros more than this because I I de- I definitely do as well. But oh, okay, cool. Because like, yeah, no, I, I I do I do like Bros more. I think there's more to enjoy in Bros. I, I my main issue with Bros is I really don't like his character arc in that sure movie. for sure yeah yeah fair enough yeah but like <laughs> I think about the, the the scene where they go to province and like they're at the beach yeah and like and he unloads about like being gay and being an entertainer and feeling like God I've lost so much time because of bullshit I just feel like that movie did a better job of you know both you know where both of those guys are coming from in that movie yes. They feel like real people, whereas I feel like neither neither of the people in Trainwreck really feel that fleshed out. Well, I feel I feel like there's a very easy argument to make that Nick Nicholas Stoller's a better director than Judd Apatow. Hey, at the end of the day, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, both neighbors. Those are great. Movies. Both neighbors. Yeah, the Muppets. Yeah. The Muppets. Yeah. Uh, no, he didn't direct the first one. He wrote it, oh, co-wrote it. Yes, that's right. He co-wrote that it. was uh, that was Jamie. What what's his name? Uh, Bobbit. Jamie Bobbit. Yeah, Bob Bobbit yeah. Bobbin. Yeah, Bobbin. Yeah, I feel I, I feel like we've weirdly we keep talking about better movies that we we aren't covering because they weren't directed by him. Yeah, but like you know, Bridesmaids, Neighbors, Bros, yeah. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, right. I think he he's good at bringing out the best in people at times or mm-hmm. gathering 
like setting poking people up for a win. But yeah, like you said, I just don't think they Schumer and Apatow specifically made the best creative partners this 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 go around. No. No, because I feel like they were after two different things, and I feel like I feel like Amy Schumer didn't stick to her guns in terms of like what she was wanting, which was a glossy studio rom com, mm-hmm. uh, because she was so new to like movies, and he's fucking Judd Apatow, and like if Judd Apatow says I shouldn't be making a movie about myself as a used car salesman then I guess I should listen to him. And like, I don't know, maybe, maybe she shouldn't have, maybe she should have just, you know, made a studio rom-com. I don't know. Sakar chomping used car salesman movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm fascinated to find out what we think of King of Staten Island next week. I, I'm going to guess. Oh fuck! I forgot he did the five year engagement too. God damn it! I what love a good the five year engagement. Oh my god! It's such a fucking good movie. Yeah, oh, Nick, Nicholas Stoller's really good. <laughs> He's really really slept on. Yeah. Um. Fuck. Wow. Allison yeah, Allison Brie is really great in that movie. Out of out of like all of his movies, like I haven't seen Storks, so I can't say. <laughs> right yeah I, I i don't i can't have an opinion on that one um but you know it's like forgetting sarah marshall hell yeah get him to the greek you know I'm a fan. i don't know i i remember it being rocky but like maybe it maybe it holds up better than i'm remembering um it's like a pure comedy en- right right five-year engagement which fucking rules neighbors mm. which fucking rules neighbors to sorority rising which fucking rules yeah Love, and love uh, and then and then bros, which is like, you know, solid, not my favorite thing, but solid, mm-hmm. um, definitely well made. And then he's got platonic, which he directed every episode of. Oh, shit. It's a yeah, it's a Nicholas Stoller joint. He wrote and directed that show. So it's like it's a three way reunion. Oh, that's great. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm so fucking pumped. <laughs> Man. Well, I'm glad we ended this on a high note. Um yeah. If you're listening to this and you aren't following along like movie by movie, um, maybe check out Five Year Engagement. Yeah, definitely check out Five Year Engagement. Um, really funny uh, uh, Chris Pratt performance in that. Yeah, it's like the last blast of of Andy Chris Pratt. You know? 100%. Yeah, yeah. And him and Allison Brie had more chemistry than any anyone in this movie. <laughs> That's, that's for sure. Uh, great. Um, oh God, I'm, I'm I'm blanking on his name, but uh, uh, the lizard, Doctor Connors. Oh yeah, um, Risa Fons. Oh oh that one. Oh okay. My bad. <laughs> I yeah. were, I'm talking about the one that was in that you of said course, was in this bad. movie. Yeah yeah. I, was, I just yeah, we talked that, about both lizards in this episode, we, but wow. no one expected that. Um, he did it. Lizard being yeah. But I just remember he had a dad. Uh, he had a dog called Gwyneth. Uh oh that's right. Um okay so my my um my prediction for next mm. week uh for King of Staten Island is that King of Staten Island is going to be my second favorite Apatow movie. Oh wow. That's exciting. That was my yeah. prediction cuz I really enjoyed it. That's right. I really really liked it. Um I 
I feel like in my memory, it's a lot more cohesive than anything that he's done since Knocked Up. Yeah, because uh, and you know you're a fan of Pete Davidson as we as we've discussed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I um, I I think there is a romance a romance in King of Staten Island. Like he has like a love interest, like a girl that he's trying to like be better for or whatever. Right, right, um, right. But it feels a lot more just like blended into the movie right like it's, it's it's like we are just following this guy trying to just put his life together and part of that is like i got this girl that i'm really into and i, I want to not fuck this up right 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 um i'm very much looking forward to that uh uh and i am the further we've gotten into this the more terrified i am of the bubble yeah me too me too uh yeah <laughs> We're getting closer, but yeah, you know, we're, we're entering like lap two, I guess, of this, of this series. Yeah. And unexpected. I mean, quite literally, we took a break. That's true. Yeah, we did. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Yeah. That was crazy. That was a, that was a fun one. Um, I think weirdly this series, this series, because I was kind of going in for like nostalgia or wanting to reexamine a director that I liked when I was a teenager. I think this kind of ended up being really good exercise for us as writers oh yeah yeah like uh, that off, off mic you and i have both come up with like really good two really good movie ideas that's so true and they're both comedies yeah and i remember thinking this is because we've been thinking about like joke structure and concepts and stuff for like yeah you're probably right you're probably right yeah yeah that's the thing is like this is like t- t- kind of like teaching us like what we're not into anymore you know, as like oh, writers. Yeah. 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 It's um, like, oh, no, we we expect more than this. It's like, that's you can do. It's not enough to just like want to do something or to be like, look, man, I'm being real. It's like, that's that's admirable. But you also have to. There's all this other stuff that has to be working, too, for that to work. Right. Right. Yeah. Man. Um, Crazy. A, a buddy of mine. I, I'm going to steal. I steal a quote because he once told me a college professor told him. Right. That mm-hmm. when you go to a when you go to the theater, when you see a, a good play, it makes you think about life. But when you see a bad play, it makes you think about theater. Mm. And I think about that a lot. I think the, the same holds true. I think that's why I see so many bad movies is because even like a one that doesn't work, you can like you said, you kind of pick out like, I don't like this or why don't I like this? Right, right, right. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, yeah, but then with the bubble, I think the thing that I'm worried about is just like, is this even, am I going to get anything? Is this going to be like watching scary movie? You know, like, am I going to get anything out of this at all? Um, it's going to be a waste of time. Yeah. Uh, is it going to be, is it going to be our shortest episode? (laughs) Is it going to be like, like literally like 15 minutes? Yeah. Is it just going to be us like, oh fuck, no, don't do it guys. Don't watch this. It was don't bad. watch. Don't do it. Like it like was worse than Spy Kids four. Where's the Spy Kids four? It finally happened. <laughs> We're like Jay Baruchel coming back from seeing Catherine Heigl giving birth. Oh, oh man! Do not go in there. Um, <laughs> don't go in there. Avoid the bubble. God. I love, I love <laughs> that movie. Well, uh, man. Uh, well, he did it. This one won't be longer than the movie. <clears throat> no. 
And that's okay. Really, that's okay. Um, that is okay. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, yeah. Leave a review if you haven't done that. Leave, leave, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps us out. Uh, it presumably it does on Spotify, too. Yeah, I would assume so. I don't know. Probably. Um, I don't know why I'm doing this. We never, we never like wrap up like this. But <laughs> well, it's because uh, I'm the one that usually takes the reins on the closing, <laughs> um, and so you're like, I don't know what to, I don't, what why, why don't I know what to do? It's because you never do it. <laughs> um, yeah, go, go, uh, check out the Patreon if that's the thing that you want to do. Um, I don't know if we've announced it before, but our uh, franchise potential for this mini series, um, you know, we're still a few weeks away, but we're going to do Zach and Mary make a porno that time that Kevin Smith made a Judd Apatow movie. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to do that. Uh, so that'll friend. be that'll be that'll be fun. Um, so so join the Patreon for that. Duelinggenre.com slash support. Uh, there's a link to the discord. Join the discord if you haven't already. It's a fun place to be. Nice people, good conversations about all kinds of stuff, sports, pets. Yeah, all kinds of things. I'm talking about jury duty right now. Um, Time of recording. You're doing your civic duty. I am. I am in the middle of jury duty right now. Uh, I am lucky juror number six. So there you go. Nice. Somewhere in not the sequestered, LA. which is not sequestered, which is how I'm able to do this. <laughs> yeah, you're live from your hotel room today. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're not allowed to read a newspaper or watch the news. Yeah, but I am allowed to record podcasts about train wreck on the internet. <laughs> uh, the crime is not related to anybody that worked on train wreck. So Scott does not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with the king of Staten Island. What? I'm the king of Staten Island? Hi, everybody.